All right, hey, welcome back. Second episode, and uh, man, he's got some records. So first off, he was 2019 Division II First Team All-State, four-time Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan All-State Selection, four-time First Team All-Southwestern Athletic Conference Selection, finished his high school career second all-time in Michigan history in free throws made, seventh in three-pointers, and 15th in points overall. All-time leading scorer at Coloma history with 2,204 points. Now he's at Huntington going in for his fourth year. Man, time is flying. Crazy. Fourth year, fifth year, though, overall in college ball. Yes. 1,760 points, 446 assists, 354 rebounds. He's currently 15th all-time in HU points. Crossroad League Player of the Year last year. First team All-American. Three-time All-Crossroad League first team. And for 2023-2024 season, Crossroad League preseason All-League and currently a frontrunner for National Player of the Year. How's that feel? It's a lot of stuff, Hank. You're you're sharpening my ego a little too much, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Zach Goodline. Welcome to the pod. Appreciate it, Hankers. Let's do it. So let's talk about last year. It's coming up. How are you feeling? How's the team looking? Ready to go? Um, definitely love the team. It's different because we lose two starters. Um two two guys that played a lot of minutes and were in the program for a long time, one being yourself. So um, it's a fun challenge to see who's going to step up to the plate um, and fill those two voids that we're missing. Practice has been good. It's a lot of good energy, brand new arena, um, and we have expectations going into this year, and that's what we're looking forward to. And we kind of have a chip on our shoulder because um, uh, we've come up a little short the last two years. So it's pretty motivating, and we're ready to get going, man. The Crossroad League polls for the teams and, and players um, – you know, first team preseason, all that came out. You guys are currently ranked 14th in the nation. How are you guys feeling? Uh, that's that's a pretty good honor to have and, and puts puts pressure on you, but it's good pressure. 100%. Well, I remember last year because we were ranked 25th, our first ranking, whatever, our first ranking forever, like 2014, and then we laid the egg the next game. So, um, but I think now we're kind of used to being that spotlight a little bit more and we understand the expectation and we understand that it's one game at a time. And the rankings don't mean anything, right? It's cool to retweet it on Twitter. It's cool to talk about it with your grandparents when you go home. But we realize it doesn't matter. March matters. March is what matters. And we kind of understand that. Yeah, you got to go out there and perform. I remember that we got ranked 25th, and, yeah, we were all hyped. And then it was the next game. I don't, I don't remember who we played or anything. but I'm pretty sure it was, it was Taylor. I can't recall. Taylor at home? Taylor at home. Taylor at it was bad. It was bad. We had all the hype, and everyone was, you know, loving it on social media. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It is one thing to go out there and just perform, and 100%. the numbers will come, and, and the ranking will come, and then everything else will take care of itself. So, let's go back to when you first got into basketball. Who would you say was your role model? Who got you into the game of basketball, and how did it develop into where you are now? So, I want to say, like, I played a whole bunch of sports. But it wasn't like I was born and raised, I'm going to be a basketball player. So, like, I mean, I played football, I played baseball, uh, basketball, I played soccer as a kid. So it was, ne it was never necessarily, like, basketball is what I'm going to do when I get older. I'm going to play college basketball. I was good at all the sports, and then I, I was playing travel baseball at the time. And I was playing uh, – I was – and I, and I, I kind of enjoyed basketball more. So I had to make a decision, like, in seventh, eighth grade or whatever, like, what do I really, what do I want to put all my focus and energy on? Mm -hmm. 
and I was like basketball. Shoot, I don't know why I chose basketball because I'm I'm six foot white dude. Should have chose baseball, but uh, I chose that. And of course, like watching the game, I mean, LeBron was my guy. Uh, I mean, he's been the face of the NBA ever since I can remember. So just seeing how he conducts himself on and off the court, plays the game the right way and all that stuff, he was kind of my role model. Don't get me wrong, I'm not playing like King James or the Akron Hammer and dunking on people and doing all that stuff. But I enjoyed the way he plays the game. And he was he was the kind of guy, I mean, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm never, I haven't been a Cavs fan. I haven't been a Miami Heat fan. I'm not a Lakers fan. So y'all can say what y'all want, but I'm a LeBron fan and I – that's kind of where my spark or who I saw play the basketball game I want to play like. And we try to keep it basketball here, but you were a heck of a football player too. Quarterback, correct? I don't even know. The best thing, I liked high school football because, like, I'm out there literally. We're, I'm doing whatever it takes just to win the game. I don't, I'm not worrying about, because in basketball, you got to worry. I, you get caught up in the stats and what people say after the game. All stuff. Football, I'm out there to win the game. Like, it's head on, head on. I don't care how many th passing yards. I don't care how many picks I throw. I don't care how many hits I take. Like, we just in there to win the game. And that's what I loved about it. The energy leading up to a football game is better than basketball. It could be a hot take. And I know I'm a basketball player, and that's what I want to do. But football, football, football's a little bit different. I understand. Hey, Michigan, yeah. though. Hey. Michigan now. Obviously, you, you see the hat. Yeah, 100%. Go blue. How are we feeling this year? Let's be honest. I would say they run the Big Ten. Well, we own Ryan Day the last two years, and we're, and we're looking forward to keeping that going. Um, yeah, you see the hat. This is the best Michigan team we've had. I don't think Ohio State's what I'd be worried about. I'm worried about, dude, Penn State looks. At Penn State. It's at Penn State. Best thing about it, though, it's not a whiteout and it's not at night. Oh, that's huge. It's at noon. So that's that, That's going to be a big-time matchup because Ohio State and Penn State play in two weeks from – or not this coming this not this not coming weekend, but the next. So it's going to be big-time, dude. I just, I've been watching a few games of Penn State, and their offense is nothing crazy, but their defense is it's pretty locked. And they're – they're not. They're just. I think they overall look better than Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. You can. Michigan could lose the rest of the games this year, and then. But if they play Ohio State and they beat Ohio State, that's all everyone remembers. I mean, low key. But we're. Hey, the expectation this year playoff for, is to win the national championship, and we ha we have the team to get it done. We have the quarterback to get it done, um, and I like our chances. But we always kind of choke in the playoff. So. Georgia looks good. I'm trying to think, honestly, Georgia and Michigan, like those, like you two right there. That's right. I think those two. Have, I think those two have separated. Like themselves. I don't see any other teams really coming close right now. I hope so. Back to basketball. Let's yeah. get back to it. So high school had a role model. Got to where you're at. Yeah. Played multiple sports. You decided in middle school. I'm going to choose basketball. Yeah. Similar to what I did. I remember I got to like seventh eighth grade and I was like, it's either I was I played baseball. I played basketball. I was I never really played a lot of football. But I was like, which sport do I do I see myself, you know, which one do I like the most? And, right. and obviously I had that goal of I would like to keep playing as long as I can. Yeah. You get to high school and obviously you got all these records coming in. Yeah. You start to play really good. Talk about your experience there. 
um, the guys you played with and yeah. just just overall how it prepared you even going into college well my, my freshman year of high school basketball we sucked and I had the opportunity to play it's like fresh out of eighth grade and playing high school basketball so we were bad but the best thing about that being bad is the ball was still really always in my hands I mean I probably averaged 10 turnovers a game but all that experience only helped so I mean every year we we, we got better um my 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 sophomore year was when I was young in elementary, middle school, I had a group of guys. They were a class above me, so I was class of 2019. They were class of 2018. So, and we would play like pretty much all winter, and then they were my homeboys, and my homeboys till this day. So, the camaraderie and the chemistry we had, we kind of brought that to high school. My junior year team was the same, pretty much the same starting five as it was when I was in sixth grade, which is so the chemistry was there. All the Eagles are put set aside. We loved playing with each other, and that's why we won. I mean, we were we were 18 and two my junior year. Um, lost to Bent Harbor, which is like the big time program where I'm from in Southwest Michigan, twice. Um, but we had a great year, and we had there were so many memories made. And then my senior year, I got to play with the little bro, who's in the in the building today. Uh, shout out Drew Goodline. Shout out shout out Drew Bree, and hopefully I get the opportunity to play with him this year as well. Um, Got to play with him, and that was a that was a fun experience. It, it's different. It's a different type of feeling playing with your brother, right? Kicking it, kicking him to him in the corner on the wing for three, and him him and him hitting a shot. Uh, we had a great year and a whole bunch of great memories my senior year too. And I got to shout out my high school coach Paul Marfia. Uh, that was my guy. I mean, to this day, I think he's he's helped me so much when it just comes to like the mental side of the game. He, I mean, the toughness wins slogan is. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in Northeast Indiana? Contact Realtor Trey Williams at Hoosier Real Estate Group by cell phone at 260-358-0855. Your perfect home is one call away. Again, that is 260-358-0855. He wore a shirt in our games. That's at Toughness Wins. Hmm. And he just preached it every single day. Um, and it, it's kind of molded me to the player I am today and the mindset I have when I'm competing. So I want to shout out my boy, Coach Marfia. Yeah, I, when I was at Huntington North, we had the similar group. We came up from about fifth grade on. That chemistry goes a long way. Yeah. We, we definitely were a good team, had the chemistry. I would say top to bottom, we, not every single night when we went out there, we were playing a lot of some Fort Wayne schools that were, I would say, a little bit bigger and a little bit more talented. But the chemistry, I would say, wasn't there. And that, that's what got us over the hump to win a sectional. I know that you had not gotten there, but you got you guys. Your record showed. Right. You know? I mean, it's one when people are when people can embrace their role on the basketball court, and everybody knows what they're good at and bad at, and you embrace it. That's that's how that's how you win games, right? And that's that's why we've been good at Huntington because everybody does embrace their role, and have have been stars in their roles, and that's how we were in high school. I've been blessed to play uh, in Coloma with those guys. And I've been blessed to play with great teammates at Huntington that really embrace the roles, star in the roles. Eagles are pushed to the side. And the main focus is winning game after game after game. And, I mean, that's how that's that winning culture tradition right there, yep. just like that. Talk a little bit about accolades start coming in. You're starting to set some records, scoring, you know, hundreds, thousands of points. Yeah. Talk a little bit about when you started to realize, okay, I'm not just an average player. I have potential to, to play in college. Talk about – how you're able to handle that, those emotions and, yeah. and keep yourself level and then also recruiting? Well, I mean, 
I scored a lot of points in high school, and we played and we played good competition. Like we, we I played some guys that play collegiate basketball and are, and are good players. But the same day, right? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be undervalued because I don't jump out of the gym. I don't have a huge wingspan. I'm not super athletic, and I'm a short white point guard from Southwest Michigan. So, yeah, I knew I could play. Um, so my recruitment wasn't. I was recruited pretty young, like my my sophomore my sophomore year of high school. Like I was going. Uh, Division two visits. I had Division one interest. Um, I thought I was eventually gonna end up at that level, but uh, it never really panned out. Like the offers never really came and all that stuff. But um, so recruiting recruiting sucks. It, it sucked for me anyways. Maybe if you're a five star or four star and, and those big names, it's fun. But it wasn't that fun for me. It's like a stressful process. Uh, so I mean, I I think I ended up at the level I I should be at and. Coming to Huntington and playing for Coach Alford, I mean, it was a perfect storm for me, and I don't, I don't have, I have zero regrets about what happened. Um, like I said, dude, I, I do always forget I actually ended up playing Division One basketball, but I mean, as a walk-on, coming to campus, coming to campus a month before we started summer basketball, uh, and I was, I was super fortunate. Coach Campy believed in me and gave me the opportunity, and we'll probably talk about that whole experience later, but. Um, the player I am today also, I would not be the same player I am if I did not go to Oakland University that freshman year, definitely. I think it's it's hard to explain to someone else because you have these expectations in your own mind and you know what you put into the game right. to where you feel like you could, you should be valued higher. Well, and, and the recruiting process, right? Like, yeah, do they really know who I am? Like, do they know how I work? Do they know my personality? They don't know what I do when I get into the gym. They don't know how... They don't know any of that stuff, right? They're really recruiting you basing off, like, what they see in games, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if these dudes knew how what I do to make myself better and how passionate I'm about the game, maybe it would change some minds. But that's that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. And I feel like you hear stories all the time where there's guys playing at the top D1 level or even they made professional leagues. And, you know, they started out as, like, a walk-on at a school. Or, or they started out at a D3 and they worked their way up because – it's not also just obviously they're very talented, but it's a little bit of a coach having that sense of hey, this player is different from everyone else, it, it, and a little bit of luck. It's just like oh, 100%, 100%. you know, coming to the right place at the right time with the right people to set you up to get to where. And I think it's just interesting. It's cool to see, obviously, when you see players that make it from such a small school and they build their way up and they work their way up. But it also is not an easy process and very stressful. And like just to bet on yourself, right? To to go somewhere where you're not on scholarship and be a walk on, and then stay for four years and work yourself up the rotation or whatever. Like to be able to bet on yourself, that takes some confidence. And I mean, it's, it takes a strong dude to do that. So. So by the end of your high school career, you scored two thousand two hundred four points, passing Magic Johnson. Man. Talk a little bit about that story and. Uh, what that experience was with Magic Johnson and the phone call. So shout out to shout out to again to my boy Coach Paulson. He'll probably tune in uh, to the pod. Uh, he coached at Michigan State that '79 team when they won a national championship with Magic Johnson. So that's his boy. He a Spartan dog, and I'm not. You know, I mean, we already talked about that, but he a Spartan dog, so he knows Magic. So it was one weekend. We had a back to back in high school, which is different. Uh, I ended up breaking his record. I wake up the next morning. I got a I got a video on my phone from some random number, and it was the video of Magic, and he's congratulating me, and I mean he says my name on camera, and it's like, 
it's surreal. Like until this day, like when I talk about it, it's crazy to think about because I mean he's one of the best players to ever play the game. So just for him to do that and take the time out of his day to congratulate me is, is definitely a special memory. And shout out to Mr. Paulson for making that happen, man. You had mentioned it just a little bit there. You uh, obviously you graduate going in now. Originally committed to Oakland. Yeah. Well, let me start back. Actually, you originally committed to Huntington. Yeah. You had decommitted and then had taken on a, a walk-on spot, correct? Yes, at sir. Oakland? Yes, sir. Talk about that summer at Oakland. Um, Shoot. The Man, I love my experience at Oakland. I, I was blessed to have that opportunity. Um, shout out my boy Blizzy. Shout out my boy Jack-Jack. Um, those were my guys. That freshman class I came in with, like till this day, till this very day I talked to him. Every single day, man. And those are my dogs. Uh, and Blake's still at Oakland, man, in his fifth year doing his thing, being able to stick it out. And he came in as a walk-on with me. That was my roommate in the summer. And for him to stick it out and have the career he had, the career he's had is is amazing. But just being able to experience, I, I mean, I was 18 years old and playing with 23, 24-year-old, 24-year-old guys as a walk-on. So I was seeing a level of basketball I'd never really seen in person. Um. And it was just the intensity of practice, uh, just the details about it. Uh, it was so fun. Uh, I would, I don't regret anything about that experience. And then during the season, just being able to see the size and athleticism of like the high majors and non-conference schedule. We got to play Michigan State at Little Caesars. We got to play Syracuse. We played Maryland. Like seeing that up close, because we watched that on TV. Like we always want to get to that stage. And shoot, I didn't play. But I had a great time watching it and seeing what the what the what it looked like in real life. Uh, so it gave me great perspective on the game. And at first, I, I was kind of rattled, like, man, can I could, can I ever get to that level? But I think it also gave me confidence looking back at it. Obviously, you had mentioned it. Saw a lot of great talent, a lot of great athleticism, yep. strength, skill, all the above. Was that did that pursue you to keep keep going on what you're doing? Obviously, you saw a different vision for yourself. Once that freshman year had come, you had de not decommitted, but hit the transfer portal yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looked at different options. Obviously, you felt, I can go and do this somewhere myself. Yeah. Um, it, was just, it was so cool being able to see, like, Cassius Winston at Michigan State, like, how he navigates the floor, how he made plays for other people, how he got himself involved, and it, it was effortless. Um, seeing those guys, like, seeing NBA draft picks at, at Syracuse, um, Anthony Cowan in Maryland. I mean, Anthony Cowan, like, they're listed as six foot on the roster, but then you, I shake their hand in the in, in the lineup, and they're at the same height as me or, or shorter. Like, Cassius Winston is short. Anthony Cowan in Maryland was tiny, and these guys are playing at the highest level possible. So, um, I mean, trust me, I was nowhere near, I'm, and still to this day, I'm nowhere near those guys. But, like, being able to take aspects of their game uh, was something I kind of I kind of thought about. And then hitting the transfer portal, I just wanted to go to a place where I can make an immediate impact. I didn't care about the level anymore. I tried out. I tried out the Division One level. Uh, didn't make it. Uh, and that I can. I can. We can talk about that whole story about the the whole uh, the red shirt playing, starting a couple games, and all that stuff. But I end up reconnecting with some of the Huntington coaches again after the season, and then Coach Alford gets the job, and I create a relationship with him. And then that's and that's where it all began. Uh, we never looked back from. Uh, I remember Coach Alford called me at Strictly Skills in Matawan. I was working out. That was the first time he called me and told me he got the job. And uh, 
then uh, we made magic happen, man. Talk about now you're at Huntington. Yep. Originally, we're committed there. Kind of all, you know, lined up and you're back now coming in second year. Talk about instant impact. Um, you're instantly impacting the game individually and for the team. Right. Talk about your first year at Huntington University. Well, we t- I, I've talked about it before. Shout out C. Mitty again. Uh, C. Mitty was the man at Huntington, deservingly so. And I, I wanted to make an impact. I, I was going guns a-blazing from day one in that open gym. Um, so we butted heads. He wasn't used to me shooting crazy step-back shots. I mean, he was kind of used to working the ball around, uh, getting a good shot. Uh, so we butted heads at first. I mean, he was my roommate. And we didn't talk to each other for like two weeks because we hated each other so much after that first open gym. <laughs> but he ends up being, I mean, he ends up being one of my best friends the, n- the next two years. Uh, I mean, half of my assists come from th- him throwing it back to him in a pick and pop situation and him knocking down a three. So, I mean, we work together beautifully. Um, and, and the first year is crazy just because of the COVID experience. I mean, we have a brand new staff. We got off kind of to a late start with practice. Um, nobody's in the stands. I'm not used to Huntington. And somehow we still win 16 games. And and we have a solid first season with brand new players and all that stuff. So it was definitely a, it was definitely a tough year just with, with everything that happened. But it was a great start to the foundation of what we wanted to build here. Obviously, I was here the freshman year for that. Yeah. We had finished about 500, I believe, 500 maybe, a little over or above, not quite sure anymore. Then coming in the second year, expectations were different. We had a new coach, had some new guys coming in. I had met you previously from an open gym before you had orig- when you had originally came yeah, yeah, to yeah. Huntington. And I knew that you were very skilled, very talented. And I was super excited coming into my freshman year. I was like, we're going to be, we got a good freshman class coming right. in. <laughs> And then you had left, came back, though. We still had a lot of the main pieces that I knew had a lot of skill and talent. And I knew we were going to definitely get better as the years went on. Getting 16 wins was a big deal for us. Having, I don't even remember how many games we finished playing the whole year. But our record was a lot better. We were playing some more skilled teams and competing as before. We, We weren't doing that so well. Now we go into the junior year. It's back to normal there's no more covid yeah talk about instantly we get into the year and we start to get those wins we're starting to get yeah. close to being ranked yeah and then we we even have talks of competing in the crossroad league and and making a national tournament talk talk about that process from your first year and second year and how we were able to make that jump well i think everyone finally knew what we wanted to do like offensively and defensively right i mean we, we get to play a fun style of basketball like, well, we run in transition. We shoot a lot of threes. Um, I mean, how many times do we ever have a shot clock violation or we don't get – I mean, we get the ball up and 20 seconds or less on the shot clock. And that's – and it's fun to play that way. And we kind of finally understood my second year, your third year here, of how Coach Alford wanted to play and what we wanted to do. Um, and, and we just ran with it. And it was – the best thing about – the one thing – and my, my four years, this will be my fourth year, and the three years here, we get better throughout the season. So, and a lot of teams can't say that, right? A lot of teams might start start peaking too early or they play their best basketball in, in November and December. The best thing about our teams, we, we hit our stride towards January, February, March. So, 
that my second year here, we make that national tournament. We played down in Alabama, and we upset Georgetown, which was a huge win. I mean, we were a 12 seed. They were a 5 seed. And, shoot, I could make an argument we should have been in the Sweet 16 after we lost that round of 32 game to Faulkner. Uh, and if we had time to prepare, that's the, that's the one regret because it's back-to-back. And one of the best things we did, right, is the, the staff always prepa- prepared us with a, a beautiful scout, and we kind of executed those scouts always to a T. That's something, that's something we were good at because we lacked athleticism. We lacked, like, maybe one-on-one staying in front of somebody's defense. But we played solid team defense, and we were going to take you out of your action. And we didn't get the opportunity against Faulkner. We didn't get the opportunity that, that day to prepare or two days to prepare. And they out-athleted us, and, uh, and we ended up losing. It sucked. And, I mean, we had a chance to make the Sweet 16 my, my second year here, and we kind of pooped it away. Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, that's that's what makes the best of the best, you know, playing those back-to-backs, being able to come off, even if you don't have the most uh, well-known scout on everybody. Right. And you're going to be a little, little banged up. You're going to be sore from the night before. It was a tough loss, but, you know, we learned, hey, we can make it here. Yeah. We have – It was definitely a great experience. Really big- I think we all wanted to get there, and once we got there, we realized we could really make a run in this. And you know, losing in that round of 32 hurt. But we, I remember coming out of that and thinking, well, next year, man, it's going to be, we really have a have a have a shot at making it even farther and getting to Kansas City. Right, and it's not like I don't want to say we were surprised that year, but like we were just ha- we were just happy to be there. Exactly. And, and then last year, I mean, we had expectations as well of we want to get there and make some noise and all that stuff. So. So obviously we go into the off season. Majority of guys are coming back. We do lose C. Mitty, a huge piece, um, one of the all time greats. Yeah, I'm for sure. Sure, he's top ten. Yeah, in the points, one hundred percent. And and a great leader too. Yes. But other than him, we do have a lot of pieces coming back. Yep. You yourself, a lot of guys that have been there now in the program for three years. Yep. Talk about what it's what was going through your mind and how you were going to prepare yourself just individually yeah. and being a leader of the team, how we're gonna get to that next step. How are we gonna try and get to that sweet sixteen? Well man, the bet the one thing I love about basketball, like it's one thing to have accolades in the season and all that stuff, but like that, that summertime grind is special. I love those three months. So coming into last year, like the goal really was like we're gonna make the national tournament and we're going to compete for a Crossroads League championship. And we're going to take game by game, day by day, all that stuff. So in the summertime, it's also on my mind when I'm working out in the weight room on the court. Um, and then Lane made a huge jump last year from from that year. We lost in Alabama. I mean, he was big time last year. And that's what kind of really took us to another level, just having Lane out there, putting the ball in the basket, uh, doing that stuff for us. And then and we had veteran guys back. We had the whole starting five back besides Caleb, brought in Lando, who's, uh, I mean, a freak athlete, mm-hmm. and he and he played super last year, and we hope he continues it this year. But um, and we and we had a great year. I mean, the second half of the season of the Crossroads, we were played some of the best basketball. It's just unfortunate that the last two games of the season we we lost two games. I mean, we made we made it to that conference champion the conference tournament championship. Up 15 at half, and we weren't even playing great in the first half either. And we're playing in a hostile environment, up 15 at half, and then the wheels fall off, and uh, we choke that conference championship down the drain, which sucks. And like I said, the one regret, the one regret I have about that is 
we never really properly got the therapy session we needed after that conference championship mm-hmm. game. And that's something we've always talked about. Um, it was always lingering uh, in the back of our minds. It, it hurt us. We wanted it so bad. And it kind of carried over to Louisiana. And we and we full, came out flat in a crappy gym, in a crappy environment. Um, nobody was there. And, and then we take another L to a team, in my opinion, I thought we were better than. And uh, we're bouncing the first round, which was heartbreaking. So, basketball always has ups and downs in the games throughout the seasons. We hit our peak second half of the Crossroad League. I remember mid through the first half of the Crossroad League. You know, you're getting about midway through the season. We just weren't really playing. We were winning games, but we weren't really playing at our best at, at the level we knew we could. I remember I got you you together. I got Ben. We all got together and talked about. All right, we need to set a better example. Coming yeah. In. Let's take every day serious. Let's get every every day. Let's get better, and started to finally hit that stride as a team, getting all the way in through the end of the crossroad regular season into the tournament. Last game at Grace, obviously a very tough environment. They're a great team as well. Hundred percent. Had it in the first half, lost in the second. Um, talk about. You had mentioned it. Yeah. Um, we should have gotten together as a team right. and talked about, hey, we got to put it behind us, right? 100%. That's something I always regret. We've talked about yeah. it. But talk about how important it is, even if it's a regular season loss, conference championship loss. Obviously, some will hurt more than others. But talk about being a leader and getting the team together to refocus, to reshift, and it's it's over. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. Moving on. Well, I mean, I, what kind of hindered us was we never really been in that position before. I've never been in that position. I mean, especially like Coach Alford as a head coach has never been in that position. The staff, the players, none of that stuff. So it was all, it was kind of still all new to us, and it was new to me. So I think I mean it's it's only it only helps it only helps us for this coming year and then the rest of our basketball careers of experiencing that. But the best thing about the best thing about college basketball is I mean, you you lose a game, you get you get an opportunity fairly rather soon so losing to grace i mean we had a whole national tournament to look forward to we we were the top seed in our region we our head shouldn't have been down we should have been excited and looking forward to bounce back and make a run instead of lingering about what could have been and that and, and that's mostly on me because that's what I, that's what i was thinking about what man we could have did this we should have won a championship but i mean we had another opportunity to make a run and for the national championship so i, I regret that but I'm only going to take that experience into this year, and, and right, mm-hmm. something bad happens. 100%. Right, next play, we, uh, we we're we're going to make it work somehow, some way. So yeah. So now you're going into this year off seasons through your month and a half, six weeks, whatever it is now into season. How far away are you guys even from like your first regular season games? Probably. Shoot, we play October 28th already, man. Okay, so Crazy. it's coming up. That few weeks. Yeah. Talk about a lot of new guys in. Yeah. You lost two guys that have been there for. Uh, a long time now. Right. Talk about what what adjustments you've had to make as a right. leader. The new guys coming in, a lot of freshmen, fewer transfers. Obviously, we got a mix of a little bit of both. Uh-huh. But just new system in general. They're right. in a new place. There's a lot for them that they're taking in. Talk about what you've learned throughout the years and and how to adjust as a leader. Um. Well, the one thing I love about this team is like, I mean, I can pretty much, I mean, I say what I what I want to say to those guys, and they all respond. Right. Uh. Lane is a dog. He's going to respond to anything I say. I can yell at my boy Mitch however I want to. Joel, 
my brother Drew, all those guys, and we respond well. So it's a pretty cohesive team, and everybody enjoys being around each other. Uh, I think, in my opinion, when it comes to preseason practice and leading up to a season, we've had a great preseason so far. Um, everybody's bought in. We practice super hard every single day. People compete, but at the end of the day, it's all love, right? We compete, fight each other at practice, but it's love in the locker room, and that's what makes a team special. So I think, I mean, we got a squad, man, and we got all the pieces we need to be successful at the highest level. At the highest level possible, we got everything we need. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. Uh, the staff's excited. The staff is super excited. Um, I think we got some new faces that are gonna make some impact this year, which is exciting as well. Um, we got better on the glass. I think we'll be better defensively, and I think we'll be unconfident in like all aspects of the game this year, which is which is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to come watch and and check out the new squad and we'll we'll get in there and we'll probably film a little bit of it and yeah, be dope. and get some good clips together. That'd so be dope. Individually, yeah. Coming in now, got a lot of records that are already been broken. Yeah. Getting up there and the all time greats as a Huntington University a basketball player. Talk about what that means to you coming from where you came. Yeah. Where you personally felt like you were being disrespected in the sense of you you felt like you could have, you know, been a lot higher yeah. um when it comes to the division level. But still finding your home and when you're here making that huge impact and, and being known as one of the best to uh, ever play the game here? Well, man, I mean, it was a perfect storm here. Coach Alf, I'm so grateful because he gave me the keys to his program, I mean, pretty much from Rip, right? And uh, I, I was fortunate and lucky for him, to, for him to be able to do that for me. Uh, I don't know. The one thing that I, I just want to win, a, I want to win a championship of some sort with these guys here. I think uh, that'll be uh, – the perfect situation for me to end my career at Huntington University with a championship of some sort. And all the accolades are cool, and winning the individual stuff's fun just because of all the work you put in and the sacrifices you make uh, just to, to be great at the game. So it's cool to have that, but to have a ring and to be considered a champion and walk into Platt Arena and have that number up there and saying, man, me and my guys, we did that and we won that, and that's the ultimate goal. Uh, and that will cap off everything at Huntington University. And that's and that's why I came back. Uh, I wanted to be loyal to Coach Alford. I wanted to be loyal to all the relationships I have here with these guys. Uh, and and it's, it's it'd be more special to do it and stay here at Huntington, especially my last year here, to get it done the right way, uh, than to go somewhere else and transfer and be with a team for eight months to a coach who knows nothing about me really has been recruiting me for two weeks. Like it's not, it wouldn't hit the same. So I'm so happy I made the decision to come back. Uh, I think we got one of the best, uh, maybe the best team we've had so far here, just uh, with all the guys on our squad and winning a championship is something that'd be super special. And I, I think this is the year we can get it done. I agree. I think you guys can get it done. It's just about putting it all together. It's the right time and, and finishing it all the way through. Talk about, you know, eight months, and you're you're done. Yeah, playing man. College ball. Obviously, you have bigger dreams. Yeah. Talk about what you see yourself doing after you're done here at Huntington University. Well, of course, I want to play as long as possible. I mean, you know that, and I think I hope they have the opportunity to do so. Um, but I mean, I was thinking about the other night. Like, it's it's definitely going to be a challenge, man. Because I mean, I'm not going to go to some glamorous spot where I can be on the beaches and who knows where in Spain and they speak English. I might have to go some some country where uh, nobody really looks like me or nobody speaks the same language as me. 
So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging, but I love the game, and that's what's going to take me over there. So hopefully I can make a career playing basketball. And if I can't, if I can't play, I'm going to coach. If I can't coach, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be something with basketball. So, I mean, that's what my future hopefully looks like. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it too much yet because we got some – we have some work to do here still. So, Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Goodline, please go follow him on Instagram at – what is it? What's your handle? ZGoody0. ZGoody0. Come to Huntington University if sure. not in the area, northeast Indiana. They even go out to – all the way out to Ohio and Mount Vernon. Yes. And they play a lot in the area. Go out and support them. This is his last year here. He's special, man. He's he's the best teammate I've ever had, best player I've ever seen play for Huntington University. And uh, he's special. The team's special, and, and they're fun to watch. So go check him out. And, Zach, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Hank. Thanks for having me, bro.